Hello. Hello. It's Pat and Stu. Jeffy. Over there. He's over there because there's no chair that fits him, so that's why he's there. That's not... We continue. If you you have a crane... (laughs) Powerful enough, sturdy enough, it strong enough. That really? We appeal to the <laughs> people <laughs> of Dubai. Happy Monday. We appeal to Dubai <laughs> to bring us one of their cranes <laughs> to remove this man. From this We're boat. ready to take out the wall so that we can have the crane, you know, swing him outside because he can't fit through any doorway. We need the crane though, that uh, built Burj Dubai. Yes. You know, the tallest building in the world. Yes. We a normal. I mean, you know. Boy, I hope somebody sends one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem to be. <laughs> What's your problem? Whoa, we're trying whoa. to help here. Here we are. You're trying stuck to help. inside this building. We're Unreal. trying to help. Real. Wow, that's the thanks we get. I guess. What we have to deal with every day. That's the thanks we get. Wow. We're gonna get another slew of. Pat, Stu, why is Jeffy so nasty to you guys? Well. <laughs> oh. Fact is, we don't know. So you might as well not even ask because we don't know. I wish we what knew. we've done to bring this on. I wish we knew. I guess I it's too. just you know he's just a bad person. <laughs> you know, that's, I mean that's that's the only conclusion you can reach. I think yeah, at this point, so. we feel like we feel about Jeffy like Melania feels about Donald. Yeah, that oh, yeah. is yeah, essentially yeah. the relationship. Except you can't slap him away as easily no, as Melania <laughs> slapped away Donald. <laughs> well, those are little tiny hands. I mean, it's a wonder. <laughs> At the very least, I like this because uh, we have to show this video. We have it here in the first block. Let's, let's, let's leave with this. Because the very let's thing, do, because this is crazy good. Yeah, this yes, is, it is. So this is uh, Donald and Melania walking in uh, Israel, uh, and he reaches back to hold her hand and she reportedly slaps it away. <laughs> Here's the close-up. Boom. There you go. Slapped oh. it away. Get up. She slapped. Get again. off me. Get off me. Let's play it again. You uh, know this happens at his house about uh, eight times a day. Yes. Get off me. Here it is. Boom. Mm-hmm. Weird. No. Wow. That that is, that I is, mean. That is not a loving reach no, no. for him. You, that, you've got to dislike somebody a lot to do that in front of the world. I don't right? Well, I mean, rather, you, you can't just take his hand and leave it at that because everybody's watching you right now? It's, I mean... I will say that if you watch that video and what you get from it is that they have a very well-defined language of get off me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that is a moment that has happened often in their past. Because he doesn't even react to it. He doesn't even like turn. He doesn't make a face. He doesn't like stumble and like kind of no. like look over his shoulder. It's just like this happens every day. Now I was curious in the beginning if this maybe happened in Saudi Arabia, but it didn't because if it was in Saudi Arabia and she might have been thinking this isn't appropriate in a Muslim country, right. mm-hmm. you know maybe this public display of affection is not cool here. Uh, but that's Israel. So yeah, now we're doing frame by frame here. Never mind. See, frame I, by frame. Here we, I, go. I, I, here we go. I want this to be true, but I don't think it is. Why do you want it what to be true? You... I think it's kind of ugly that they don't have a good. I was kind of hoping they, you know, they really loved each other. Wouldn't that be nice? I think that they do. In their I own don't. Now here's know. A, this is an interesting moment I just caught here. He looks at her with hand back. extended. Yeah, and she does not move. To, and now here she makes the move here towards the hand. Here she comes. Get off. Boom. That's kind of a good point. With the that. The turn wow. back to her—that's wow. a—that's a big moment. Wow! The turn back with hand out. She does not move. That's a big moment. He turns his head back, holds she, it out, waits for her to grab, and it, she slaps it back. And then she slaps. Now it. they're going to come up with some 
explanation. Well, Jeffy's got it already. Jeffy, you want to present your theory here? <laughs> yes, they, they're uh, walking along. Uh, she, uh, Donald reaches back to uh, hold Melania's hand. Melania reached out. They're still walking in this procession with, the, with the Netanyahu and his wife. And Melania reached out, and they just missed each other and continued to walk. Yeah, you're, you're saying that he pulled his hand back at the exact second that, that she, she put her hand out, and they yes. never made contact. And then, and then they just they continued to walk in this procession. It wasn't like you know Melania's going to skip up to catch up to Don, and Don's not holding you know pulling Netanyahu back, saying, "Hey, hold on, I got to let Melania catch up." Right He's not there, doing it. yeah, she slaps it away. Uh, yeah, I mean, you want to believe that, and, and look. Melania, you know, has, has been wandering around this trip with Donald the whole time. She's been uh-huh. this is the longest she's been with him for quite a while, right? So you got to believe that if this is if you're going to go with the she slapped his hand, which the way he turned his head now, there. I will before, tell you this: that's a big moment. There have been times in my relationship with my wife where she's been really pissed at me mm-hmm. and would slap my hand away if I reach for it too. That, that's it's happened, not crazy, right? right? That's not, not crazy. crazy, especially if she couldn't breathe. Maybe they're in the middle of a fight. And uh, she was just didn't feel like it right at and that And she point. spent the weekend wandering around with those Santa belts on, just barely breathing. She's probably mad. Santa belts. Do we have a picture of her Santa belts? Because she's not wearing one there. Yeah, I think she is. I think she's got a white one on. Oh, does she? Yeah, she's, she's oh. brought the plethora of Oh, yeah, maybe, Santa belts. maybe that is a Santa yeah. belt right there. Because huh. uh, well, there's a moment, uh, to back this up for a second, there was a moment uh, of a couple of weeks ago where they were playing, I think, the national anthem. And he doesn't have his hand over his heart. And she gives him a little nudge on the hand, and he, you know, he puts his hand up. She, she reminds him that he's supposed to do that. Mm. And it's amazing. Like, these little touches of hand, they seem to have a language. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that, that is completely like, a nonverbal form of communication that develops between a couple, right? Mm-hmm. Where she, can tell, she tells him, essentially, hey, you're being a moron here. And, like, maybe, maybe she was wrong here and thought... We're, we're in the Middle East. We're not allowed to do this here. Maybe. Maybe. You know, like maybe it's she possible. forgot it was Israel and they're traveling all over the place. You know, it's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, it is. I will say another possibility that I don't think I haven't heard anybody discuss yet is that she went to reach for his hand to hold his hand, but his hands are so small, it's almost impossible <laughs> couldn't to find connect. It. She couldn't find it. Yeah. And just, he doesn't just <laughs> miss the hand. Like, <laughs> I, that's, with a normal human, that wouldn't be difficult. Yeah. But with Donald, I mean, he could easily miss the hand. <laughs> It's very funny. Uh, it's possible. So are they? Do they just have some kind of rocky relationship? Is it just a business relationship, and they don't? They're not. You know. I don't know. I mean, romantic I with each other. They're not physical with each other. Or was she just pissed at him because she does slap? They'll say all kinds of things like, all right, "That was not a slap away. That yeah, was, was she miss. saw a fly a at that particular moment, and his hand got in the way, but she was swatting a fly." Well. You know, I don't know what the explanation will be, but they'll come up with something for why she yeah. did that. I think you, if you look at it in very slow motion, frame by frame, which we were kind of doing before, you could make the case that she, her hand comes like this yeah, when it comes it. across. So maybe she was grabbing no for a hand. Um, Jeffy says there's no contact. You can't see visible signs of contact, really, from the from that particular shot. Like, we might find out from another camera. that Maybe there's another I camera so. of this. Great. There's got to be. And right? maybe you find out that they don't connect at all. Which would it... Which it, I still think, though, the issue with the connection part, because this, this is something Jeffy made in the break as we were walking over here. They didn't <laughs> connect. They didn't connect. Well, she's still slapping. Whether she mm-hmm. connects or not mm-hmm. does not... Does not 
excuse what she's doing. When you grab for someone's hand, you don't do this. Mm-hmm. You don't, like, it would, it's too hard of a, a grab for a hand. You do when you're trying to grab one of them small little things. You're reaching out, walking, trying to grab that small little I hand. Think, you're I trying think, to Well, if you're trying to grab thing. something small, you'd go slower and be, be more precise. She's doing this like wide sort of like wrist slap thing like you'd only do a person with normal sized hands it makes no sense uh so i don't know that's interesting yeah i'll tell you that it's interesting uh i you know and i i I don't want to cast dispersions on their relationship i have no idea but i think but you know since they got together people have speculated that well maybe that's maybe that's not about forever love and how dare anybody say that (laughs) thank you how dare dare you so uh during a speech uh on sunday yesterday president trump deviated from his prepared remarks and did say islamic extremism instead of islamist extremism a phrase that can be construed as painting the entire islamic religion with an extremism bro that that's so ridiculous that they're saying that now in fact it's so ridiculous it's it's to believe it you have to ignore the english language yeah the point of saying islamic extremism is to indicate that the entire because if you wanted to just say muslims you could just say muslims mm-hmm. to say muslim extremist means you're identifying a portion of islam or a portion of muslims that are extreme the point is to say specifically, many of them are not extreme. That's actually the whole point of the phrase. <laughs> I, this just gets worse every day. Uh, mm. the, the things you can and cannot say, the spin on everything in our society now is just so ludicrous that you. I, yeah, we're just gonna. Pretty soon, we're gonna be a silent, uh, a silent civilization. We just speak no words, and then they'll make something out of that too. So that won't work. But when traveling with the press pool, uh, the press pool inquired about the deviation. The White House (laughs) said that uh, Trump's uh, Islamic extremism thing was uh, because he said that because he was exhausted. Uh, Yeah. uh, Isn't it just as easy to say Islamic extreme or Islamist extremism when you're tired as Islamic? I mean, it seems that way. I mean, they're saying it, it, what, he made a mistake. The issue (sighs) with Trump, however, which is bizarre, because I've heard this this exhausted excuse a few times. The one thing that I think you could say for Donald Trump is he has an amazing amount of energy. Like, (laughs) I I, I, am. How many times did I say that during the campaign? I'm wildly impressed. Especially after doing one weekend with Ted Cruz. We went, that one weekend, we went to Iowa and had to do that schedule. Now, we weren't even doing the whole schedule. But it was so exhausting. I mean, it's just you know, you're in weird mm-hmm. places, unfamiliar places. You constantly have to be on. You're eating like crap because people are just throwing like, you know, they're just like catering where you can get it. You've like, already taken a several a, hour yeah. plane ride. Then you're taking buses or cars. Yeah. Then you're, you're getting in and out. You're going to another place across town. Then you're getting back into a plane and, dro- and flying somewhere else. Yeah. It is exhausting. And he did a great job throughout the campaign. He did. With being able to stay on all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. he, you know, unfortunately for him, uh, on for Donald Trump does still mean he makes a decent amount of errors, right? I mean, he's yep. still, he wasn't a perfect campaigner by any means, but still, he was able to keep that up. He never had a real, 
uh, one of those moments. Now, he, he, he never had like one of those moments where you're like, oh, God, like what is he doing? Because he was tired. It was just because he is who he is. He had plenty of those moments. But he never fell from his standard, I guess, is the way I'd put that. Which is a... I don't think that's a compliment. <laughs> now that I think about it. Really? I was impressed, though, because he okay. always... Yeah, he, he always is running circles around these dingleberries, I right? I kind of thought, like, one of those debates, he'd just be like... <laughs> I would have been. You know, I would have been, been like that. Absolutely. I mean, I can't even get, make it through my normal day. You know? I mean, part, part of that's Jeffy, but a good portion of it is just me being fat and overweight and out of shape. Which is, I think, going to improve over the two-week vacation we have coming up. It will? Oh, I think so. I think that my issue here is work. My, mm-hmm. like, the problem with me eating badly is that I have to get up and come into work every day. When I'm left to my own devices and able, like, on a vacation where, like, my free time. Oh, and, you, you never know, want to eat then. Oh, my God. Then never. I, I'm totally under control under the circumstances, mm-hmm. especially, if I can say especially, when I'm traveling. Oh, yeah. When you're kind of, you're in a hotel, you can't really make a healthy meal. You just got to kind of order something. Mm-hmm. I always order the healthiest option. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, oh, sure. like, for example, you know, I'm taking my kids to an amusement park. I'm going to eat really good at that amusement park. Right. Well, right. Yes. right. I mean, right. that's yeah. going to go really well. Yeah. I mean, that's, you're right. And when they, you go to a steakhouse with a group of friends, you say, where is your, do you have, where's, I don't see alfalfa sprouts on this menu. Right. And I where demand they? that they go get them and <laughs> where make are them, they? prepare them for me. I, I want alfalfa sprouts and yeah. I want them raw. <laughs> I don't want to even oh, want to cook. Oh, don't you put butter no, on No, don't you put butter. I don't want seasoning. Cook these in oil of no. any kind. No. No. I, I just want alfalfa sprouts it's just the way raw I am, you know? on, on the plate. Like, you know, maybe, and obviously I'll be at the gym a lot. So, you know, I can grab maybe a, a, a green smoothie, mm-hmm. you know, small one. Right. When I'm there. Yeah. Um, because I'm just not going to want anything else. I'm not going to go to a fast no. food restaurant no. for, for breakfast every no. morning. You well, know, I, it, I'm not gonna do most that. people refer to both of us as gym rats. Yeah, and uh, it I makes just, me uncomfortable. Uh, it does. It I does, mean, look, is it true? Yeah, of course. Yes, of course. It of is. course, it is. But we don't feel comfortable with that description. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes us feel like we're bragging. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're in the gym all the time. So, yeah. what? so, that so. Mean. I don't think any less of you if you're not. Right. You know. Right. I mean, if you're not going to be able to keep up with our <laughs> our routine. Our mission? I we, would well, say we don't expect you to be able to do that. Right. No. So, I, I, look, we know? wouldn't be so notable if you could just keep up with us. Right. You know, that's the way right. we think about it. That's uh, just how we know. roll. So. And then, like, you ever get that, you know, what really pisses us off, especially on vacation? Mm-hmm. It's like, here I am on my, you know, seventh set of, mm-hmm. of lat. Because you've got holes. some extra time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got uh, some extra such, time got some on extra vacation. Time. Mm-hmm. And the guy comes in, he's like, hey, can I get on that machine? Well, no. You know no, what? No. no I'm you on can't. my seventh set. I'm only on when the I'm seventh. done with the fourteenth set, you can yeah. get on. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe you can wait until I'm maybe. off this machine. As long you as you're know? not in the way of my glutes. Right. Which I'm gonna work on next. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> our glutes are really important to us. And to Jeffy, which we don't understand why our glutes are so important to Jeffy, but they are. Uh, they are. Constantly they are. focused he's, on them. He's always talking about our glutes. You know, which so. is, do you have an explanation for? <laughs> well, they're just so darned impressive. Uh, that's true. Okay, that's a, it's you a said legit. a mouthful there, Jeffy. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, you know, we've stressed uh, a lot of things um, over the years yeah. and during the course of this show. Uh, yeah. But uh, nothing has been stressed, I don't think, more than the importance of emergency food storage. Because I'll tell you something. We've, we've, I've been in a situation yeah. where emergency food storage was necessary. Either that or you waited for FEMA uh, to arrive in town and uh, just hope they had something good for you. Yeah, and when you have food, it, again, it can't just be cardboard. It can't just be wood. 
You can't be a termite just in, you know, nibbling into some wood that you have. You have to have a variety of foods, not only to get balanced nutrition, but also food that you actually want to eat in a crisis. Yeah, that's, that's why we go with My Patriot Supply. Now you can get 1,000 servings, 1,000 servings of emergency food for $997. That's less than a dollar per serving. For all of you mathematicians out there, yes, yeah. that is uh, less than uh-huh. a dollar than per a dollar. serving. We're talking about an entire afternoon of Jeffy's eating. A thousand servings for nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars. These are good foods too. What like- would be about a year supply for most most people is obviously a little less than an afternoon for for Jeff. Yeah, I mean, not a full afternoon. No, no, no. I mean, you know, I thought it would be a ridiculous be from like thing, and not- noon to twelve thirty. <laughs> <laughs> so not quite a full afternoon. No, not quite. <laughs> not quite full. But, uh, I would say between- not quite a full hour. Fact is. <laughs> It'll totally uh, satisfy you between lunch three and four. I will say between lunch three and four, you're going to be set. Uh, These are good foods, too, like chili mac, buttermilk pancakes, and Southwest savory rice. Even, yes, pudding. Pudding. So get 1,000 servings, 1,000 servings of emergency food today for just $997. Call them. Uh, Get involved. Take take advantage of this deal. 888-756-8675. You'll notice the number's a little bit different. 888-756-8675, 888-756-8675, or just go to preparewiththeblaze.com. That's preparewiththeblaze.com. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, we were pretty amazed by former... Arkansas Governor uh, Frank, or Oklahoma Governor Frank yeah. Keating, uh, last week he did this ad where he admitted to a huge mistake, and uh, that just doesn't happen, it, right? Almost never. I know it's weird. Almost never happens. Uh, take a look at this. This is interesting. We made a mistake, potentially a billion dollar mistake. When I served as governor, I signed a bill that was supposed to jumpstart the wind industry, help the state. And create jobs. It didn't happen. This is a calamity for taxpayers. Corporate welfare of the worst kind. We're on the hook to write blank checks to mostly out-of-state and foreign wind investors, all funded by you, the taxpayer. It cost us over $120 million last year alone. Money for schools, for teachers, for kids. All gone. As your former governor and a proud citizen of Oklahoma, I ask that all of us work together to end this now. Together, we must protect the future of Oklahoma. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. A politician admitting, yeah, I screwed up. I, I signed a bill into law that is really bad, and now we need to fix it. Have you ever seen that? I can't I, think. Uh, I can't think, think of an example. No. I really can't. I mean, I, people would say, like, they'll ask a president after he leaves office, what's your biggest mistake? Usually they say stuff like, well, I wish I would have communicated my great ideas better. <laughs> right. You know, the fact that I couldn't stay longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. It's usually more <laughs> done. I mean, I guess people have reversed on bills before, but usually what they reverse it and then don't blame it on themselves. Yeah. Uh, that's why this one seems really noticeable. It's uh, like, or, or they'll be like, yeah, you know, I really didn't know about that one, and I just, I, I let myself down. I signed it when I shouldn't have, or something like, you know, like the, mm-hmm. this is a straight out 
I was wrong. Like, think of how many times Trump has reversed himself on policies. For example, right. like for you know, I, I want, he wanted single payer health care in the two thousands. He wanted uh, a fourteen percent wealth tax, right? Pro abortion. But even yeah, the wealth tax is a good example. Yeah, more pro abortion. Uh, the wealth tax is a good example. He proposed. He was the only person proposing a fourteen and a half percent wealth tax to stop pay down the debt. The only person. They asked him about that in a Republican primary. The easiest example, the easiest opportunity in the world to say. Look, I was a different person. Mm. You know, I've changed. I don't believe those things anymore. It was obviously a terrible idea. Thank God we didn't go ahead with it. Uh, but, you know, now I believe in the exact opposite. I want to cut people's taxes. Instead of that, he said, well, you know, uh, the, de- the debt's a lot bigger now. It wouldn't even work to pay it all off. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, so I was yeah, right so he in wasn't, the moment. He wasn't wrong. In the moment, it was right. But now it wouldn't work anymore. Same thing with single payer. Look, we look, we're not in that position. But you know, works well in Canada, works well in Scotland. You know, I mean, he, he it's, and I think Trump is obviously, as as usual, an exaggerated version of every other politician. But right. it's like it's a it's a weird, weird thing because you don't see that that often. Yeah, that is him saying I. Now, you know, he's saying I was sold as something else a little bit, so he's giving himself maybe a little bit of carved out room. And I, don't I, mean, wanna, I don't want to doubt the former governor's truthfulness but do we know whether he's getting money from the other side this is the same thing glenn brought up and i don't understand if you disagreed with an old policy and you started working to overturn it you're going to work for the organization that Mm -hmm. uh that is doing that i mean that makes sense it could theoretically mean right i get it you're saying basically this guy's bribed into saying this first of all what i would say is uh that does happen Usually they still don't blame themselves, though, for the mm-hmm. initial problem. They'll mm-hmm. say, I've changed, you know, they, I've changed my mind. He's saying, look, I signed it. It was me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's notable even without that. But it's like they say this about, like, uh, for example, uh, Patrick Moore. Patrick Moore was a founding member of Greenpeace, okay, environmentalist group. Over the years, uh, he thought Greenpeace went completely the wrong direction and became an extremist environmentalist group. And he studied this and thought, you know what, I think the best opportunity for the future of, of, of power generation is nuclear power. And obviously, the nuclear power uh, people have said, wait a minute, a, a, a Greenpeace guy is endorsing us? This is fantastic news. We should have him as one of our spokespeople. So now he's a spokesperson. He's, and he's, or I don't know if he's a spokesperson officially, but he's worked with and done speeches <laughs> for uh, nuclear power groups, which of course now agree with what he does. Does that mean that what his opinion is no longer valid? You know, Al Gore, uh, for all the things you can say about Al Gore, one of the least convincing things for me is that he get, takes money for speeches to environmentalist groups. Well, of course he does. Those are the people that are interested in hearing what he says. You know, I don't know. I mean, it, everyone likes to boil that down to money, but I don't know. Am I being too naive there? I mean, I, no, you're right. I just think it makes if it's true. You know, it just feels like we're we're making a big deal out of him actually coming out and saying I was wrong. Yes. You know, which is true, right? I mean, nobody does it. We, that's why we're making a big deal out of it. Right. But if he's got, you know, the envelope was thicker to say he was wrong rather than just go against the old plan. It makes it less impactful. I think you're right. I just don't think that's necessarily fair. Yeah, it, it probably isn't. You know, I, you get confused with these kinds of things, though, because it's like uh, Al Gore, who benefits greatly from the, his investments in 
and uh, you know, energy sustainable products. Like he he has invested in all of the things he's now saying we need to do, right. and he's made billions of dollars from that, or hundreds of millions anyway. And when asked about it, he just says, "Well, of course I'm investing in it. I believe in it." Well, okay, yeah, you could say that, or you could say, "Well, he's been paid off. He's been bought by all these people, and that's why he's so into global warming." Well, so it's just a sales job, right? right. But like, let, I mean, what's he's like Keating, for example is taking both sides of this, where Gore has always been an environmentalist, right? Yeah. This is a guy who's saying, I signed this bill, and now I think it's terrible. So to believe that he's being paid off, you have to believe that when he signed it, he thought it was a good idea, mm-hmm. rea- in reality, and he still thinks it was a good idea, but now is taking money to change his opinion. I mean, I don't know. I, if you believe in it, I mean, unless you are a complete dirtbag, Jeffy, uh, you... Mm-hmm. Th- I mean, I like I would take money to go uh, argue for things that I believe in. I do it every day, right? And we get paid to come in here and do the things that we. Yeah, believe but in. if you believe in something, I guess you're supposed to promote it for free. I know. I don't understand that though. Like, that I, is a weird. You're, that is the you know, weird stance. Yeah, and I, I'm, yeah it is. I'm, if I'm your with you business is going to be, I want to overturn this thing. Like, I am an activist. I think this is a terrible thing for taxpayers. You know, it's probably your job. Right, like I, we're in here all the time, and we're, we're arguing about our things. How many times do we get falsely accused of this stuff? You're yeah. just taking money to be anti-Trump. Are you kidding me? The exact opposite. I Who's mean, we have that same argument with musicians all the time, right? I mean, I've, yeah. I was around musicians forever. That oh, he already he sold out. Mm-hmm. The reason that you are making your content is to sell it. And make money. Right. But and when I, that happens, you're a sellout. Who is paying us, supposedly, to be anti-Trump? That's what I'm... <laughs> who is paying us for yeah, that? Hillary Clinton loves us so much, she's paying us to be <laughs> anti-Trump? That is just so, so weird. absurd. But, I mean, that's what... It doesn't matter what your point is. If <laughs> right. you take a point, particularly one that disagrees with some portion of the audience, that portion of the audience will accuse you for just doing it for either ratings, which essentially just means money, or money. Like you're mm-hmm. actually getting a direct payment, or you're just selling out for ratings. I, how many? I've had people over the past few months, uh, and I've, I like to retweet them because uh, it just reminds me that literally every opinion exists on Absolutely. the internet. Oh yeah. But it's like, oh, you guys are now just so soft on Trump. You know, all you just want the money. You just want the ratings. All you're doing is kissing Trump's butt now. Are you kidding me? It's like, how on earth? <laughs> it's like, I can't even translate the world you're in. Like, it's not, it's not even, it can't possibly be English that you speak. Wow. I mean, because we've been, obviously, uh, uh, harsh on Trump at times. Um, but also, when, you know, Gor- Neil Gorsuch, we've been positive on Trump. Like, we were just trying to analyze these. And like the it's e- almost we, like we take the things as they come on a case-by-case basis. And, and It's tr- almost like we apply our value system to the various things he says. Yeah. And we like some of them, and we don't like yeah. many of them. Yeah, and that um, is huh. absolutely the Weird. most simple uh, uh, explanation, and also the one they will not accept. It's almost like we don't do a blanket policy on anything. Yeah. How huh. weird is that? I mean, some people will just, you know, go like as uh, Anderson Cooper said, and I'm sure he's not happy about that he said it. But it's he's like, very much not happy that he said it. But he said, you know, hey, Jeffrey Lord, you'd, if, if the president took a dump on his desk, you'd, 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 you'd back <laughs> him. so that not Anderson absolute. Cooper. It isn't, but it is but absolutely true. true. But it's absolutely uh, true. Jeffrey Lord absolutely, with 100% certitude, <laughs> would defend the dump on the desk. Yes. Yeah, he would. He absolutely yeah, he would. He would find some other leader. Do you leader. know how many vitamins and minerals are in somebody's <laughs> waste product? 
sucked. <laughs> no, I, would. I really don't. He'd but. find some guy from the 1400s who took a dump on his desk that also did good things. If they put he, that out in the rose garden, that would grow a lot of roses. Right. Oh. oh, okay. okay. So, so incredibly true. More patents, too, uh, is inevitable. We might talk about poop again. We, you never know. Well, Jeffy's on the show, so there's about an right, 80% right. chance we'll talk about poop again. Boy, I didn't yeah. see that one coming. <laughs> you didn't, did you? Oh, that was no. a surprise that time. That's how stupid you are. You should have anticipated that we were going to say something about you when it comes to poop, right? Actually, a uh, relevant news story coming out of the mean streets of Helena, Montana. And luckily, we have the expert on television Mm -hmm. about the mean streets of Helena, Montana. A man who survived them somehow. Born and raised and uh, survived until I was 19 when I finally escaped uh, from the mean streets. And uh, The harshest uh, climate for crime and brutality in America? The mean streets of Perhaps the planet. Perhaps. Perhaps the planet. The planet. Um, Someone would say Darfur. No. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, the, we spit at Darfur. In fact, it, it's so bad, a lot of times mm-hmm. you don't even hear about it. That's true. Yeah. Like well, if they it's don't gotten even so it, prevalent they that they it. just stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now they found something else to talk about. Uh, they're trying to explain a Confederate memorial in the city, uh, which is a granite fountain in Hill Park, so will soon be accompanied by a plaque explaining that it was part of a campaign to assert justice for the lost cause. Lost cause being the Confederacy? Yeah, I think so. I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, like, New Orleans and other places are removing their Confederate They're taking them memorabilia. Down. Yeah, they, and they, you have unbelievable. to. But here's a northern state that wasn't even a state during the Civil War. For some reason, they've got, uh, like, a sympathetic uh, plaque going up in a fountain for the, for the South. To the Daughters of the Confederacy. The proposed language for the sign seeks to give the fountain historical context and, in part, explains... That the United Daughters of the Confederacy, which, why would they have, why would any of them be in Helena, Montana? I don't know if you noticed that. It's right next door is Canada. Not Mexico or the Gulf of Mexico. Canada. Uh, anyway, they, the Daughters of the Confederacy, quote, openly supported the early Ku Klux Klan in its mission of white supremacy and worked to rewrite school textbooks to destroy history by romanticizing the Old South, unquote. City manager Ron Alls uh, said the city had previously approved the wording for the sign, but the language didn't fit. <laughs> didn't fit on this Oops. plaque, apparently. And so it had to be condensed. He says that they need to compare the revision to the original to be sure it meets the intent of the initial language. Uh, we'll get a sign up that's separate from the fountain. The fountain stays. It's not coming down. Yeah. Wow. Kind of weird. Uh, there's mean, a... It is really a kind of a strange kind of story. That, yeah. I love the sign that they, they put on so much language it won't fit. Which is, <laughs> right. and so, but I mean, you're trying to say, look, this, they are like the we don't support their lost cause of regaining slavery in the United States, and that happened in what 1916. The fountain says so. They were kind of still on this bandwagon pretty late. Yeah. Um, I uh, Matt Walsh has an article up at the Blaze right now. You can uh, read our column. 
Um, uh, first, they tore down the Confederate monuments. Next, they'll come for the founders. Any doubt in your mind that that's true? No. 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 Not a, not a single doubt. Absolutely in 30 years or less. Oh, it'll be less, less than that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving an outward timeline. Like, that they will be, there will be places all over America bringing down. I mean, they've already tried it uh, many times and some, to some success in, in certain areas. Well, they've tainted the legacy of the founders quite a bit, I think. You know, oh, by, yeah. by, by you know, continually harping on the rich, white, uh, racist, slave owner thing. And the fact that, yeah, okay, they did own slaves at the time. They, they did. Some. Um, some did. Some, some, some fought against it. Yeah. Uh, ben Franklin being one. Yeah. Uh, maybe the most uh, well-known. Some realized during the course of their lives that uh, this system that, was, that they inherited, by the way, they didn't start, uh, was wrong. Um, but because of the laws of the land at the time, they couldn't do a heck of a lot about it. They, I mean, people don't give them any credit at all for being in a really tough t- position because the laws of the state uh, disallowed them from doing anything about their uh, They couldn't free their slaves. It was illegal. They, they couldn't, uh, even on their death, they couldn't free the slaves. With an exception of like a one or two year period, uh, around the time Washington died. So he was able to free his because uh, Virginia changed the law for a short time and then changed it right back after he died. Um, so Jefferson was bound by, the, by state law. And so people always say, well, he didn't even, if he was so against you, why didn't he free him? He didn't even free him when he, when he died. He, he couldn't. He couldn't by law. So uh, it, it was a tough situation for him. Um, and uh, it, it wasn't something they started. It wasn't something they loved, uh, but they were they were kind of stuck in that process uh, and, and for a while. Surely that that is the case with some in the Confederacy, right? I mean, like there's yeah. some people who were they lived in the South, they were maybe patriotic uh, for, mm-hmm. for their areas. Uh, they believed, you know, because everyone kind of twists uh, the, the idea now that state states' rights had anything to do with it uh, is now mocked. However. Uh, that wasn't the case for everyone. Yes, slavery was the overwhelming p- reason for the Civil War. Uh, yes. And uh, you can go back and look at the, uh, at the mm-hmm. writings at the time, and I think it undercovered that. But it's not everybody. Not everybody felt that way. A lot of people did feel uh, that states' rights were, uh, you know, whether it was this or anything else, is really important. Um, you know, I'm not defending, obviously, the, 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 their stance there. It's, it's horrific. Uh, but, I mean, to look at it in historical context, again, like if you name something for a, uh, for a person— and his, you know, Matt Walsh at the end of the article points out that there is a Lenin statue, not for John, but for Vladimir, uh, that stands in the United States. I think it's Seattle, maybe. There's one in New York. There's a couple, there's a Stalin thing, I think, in New York. There's a bunch of weird things like that around the country. Do you want those torn down? Like, I don't want a Lenin or Stalin statue anywhere in the United States, but man, I'm glad that we can memorialize the fact that there were a lot of people in this country who supported those nut jobs. Uh, you know. I, it's a his, mm. Now, you can say, well, maybe I don't want to, you know, like if, if someone, because there was a movement here that, that loved uh, Adolf mm. Hitler and the way he did that. And they may have built mm-hmm. a, a Hitler statue at that time. Would I want it uh, re- removed from a public square? Yeah, you can certainly make that argument that I wouldn't necessarily want it in the public square. But it certainly should not be destroyed or torn down. It should be put up in a freaking museum with mm. a story about it around it. Yeah, I was, my, my wife has uh, just, fallen in love with this um, TV show that's on 
Netflix. I, I think it's from the BBC. It's a uh, it's it's like an HGTV show. Okay, one of the where they're looking for a house. Only this is this involves the. Uh, uh, English countryside. So they're always showing people mm-hmm. a house, a really nice house, a, or, or a cottage out in the English uh, countryside. And they were they, on this one episode. They're at this beautiful house with a backdrop, and they're talking about. And I think it was available for sale. But they're saying this was actually uh, this actually was the house of celebrated author uh, George Bernard Shaw. Mm. And they talked about how celebrated and wonderful he is. Yeah. And that this is his house. And, like, you can live here now in this historic place. Well, George Bernard Shaw was a douchebag. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean... Uh, Do you think that would rub off if you bought the house? <laughs> I don't know. It might. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't want to live in his hideous house where he's, he's uh, glorifying eugenics and telling people that if you can't produce as many potatoes as you're consuming, then we need to kill you. Yeah, that was his argument. He said you should stand in front of a panel and Uh uh, make your case as to... And justify your existence! That's the way he put it. Wow, that's pretty Nazi. Yeah, very Nazi. And he was very much in support of those things at the time. Yeah. Um, And very very big eugenics guy, which is, you know, very similar to me to the overpopulation talk that happens today. It's the same stuff. They don't say, hey, well, let's get people in camps and gas them. They just say that, well, you know, we shouldn't give... uh, you know, we really shouldn't give the cheapest forms of energy to the third world. What do you think happens there? What do you think happens uh, when you don't give uh, the cheapest forms of energy to the people in the third world? They die. That's what happens. Uh, so you can make it mm-hmm. seem like it's this wonderful thing. You're trying to save the earth. It's really the, the, the ramification is you're putting the earth over people, over humans. You're, mm. you're taking the, you know, their, the chance at life away. Um, but in the reason why I got so obsessed with George Bernard Shaw and those comments many years ago was because I went to a, which was basically a diner, this wonderful little diner where you go in there and you have, the, you know, those awesome thick grilled cheeses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, and, no, and, Stu, oh, I don't. Thick bread and like all that American cheese just <laughs> dripping down the sides. <laughs> I went to one of those places and as I was awaiting that uh, delicious grilled cheese. Uh, I looked out at the menu, and they had fit quotes from people you should know and love. And there was a quote from George Bernard Shaw. And I remember thinking, how the hell can a diner be putting a quote from this freaking genocidal eugenics maniac mm-hmm. on, their di- on their menu? And the reason is, no one knows. Ignorance. Ignorance. Complete ignorance. Like the guy, the, the host of the show that was talking about him, I, I'll bet you $1,000 he had no idea that he was talking about a genocidal maniac. Yeah. I bet he had no idea. And while he didn't commit genocide, he certainly would have supported it. Yes. For anybody he deemed too stupid, uh, too uh, handicapped, or j- the wrong color, um, you know, you're going to have to go. Yeah. <laughs> it will kill you nicely. Don't get me wrong. And in fact, that's he was one of the uh, proponents of developing a gas to kill people. Yep. Um, and it's hard, he said, a humane guess. Right. A humane guess right. was his quote. Um, it's hard to look back at that and, and put it in the context of the time. But you can look back at George Bernard Shaw and make a fairly viable argument that, like, look, this is what people believed. It was scientific consensus at the time. People believed that, that you should kill people who are genetically inferior. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's less defensible than the slavery argument because, number one, as you point out, was, it was law. Number two, it was the established tradition of the time. That's, mm-hmm. This is what people did. As horrible as it was, it's what people did. Um, here with, with George Bernard Shaw, this is a new idea. 
They're like, hey, here's a good new idea. We should kill everyone that's not genetically superior like us. And he he jumped on that bandwagon with many people uh, in the realm of science at the time and and, and supported that. Um, It's not defensible. None of it's defensible, including, by the way, uh, the founders that didn't fight for uh, abolition. I, I do believe that they should have realized by their own rules, that all men are created equal. They should have realized uh, that mm-hmm. you shouldn't be born into something that makes you an inferior person. Like I, I think that that's something they should have realized. However, they were going against the grain there. They were trying to overturn hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years of human tradition. Uh, and luckily, they eventually got there. Yeah. Now, that's another thing we kind of forget. They got there. They actually got it done. And many of the founders at that time fought against it. Yeah, Hard. Definitely. 888-727-BECK. More patents, too, coming up. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Welcome back to Pat and Stu and the Jeffy segment, which is my segment. Yeah, you know, one of the, one of the things Jeffy. we have to look forward to, though, is, uh, you know, I, and I'm not sure if it's a cool thing or not or if it's just a cute little fad, but are the uh, talking tattoos... <laughs> Have you, have mm-hmm. you seen this? Read about this? As soon as you think about the paper today? You think it's awesome. Kevin? You think yeah, it, well, I don't know You what put those the are. tattoo on, on your arm. And we have a video to show you how, how it works. But you, you say you put the tattoo on it. Then there's right. an app you know, that you can run over the, <laughs> run over the tattoo and it mm-hmm. will speak. It could be... What? It could be hubby saying, love you. It could be your dad telling you, you're a loser. Get out of here. Uh, you know, this one is uh, a <laughs> weird thing to jump to. Whatever, whatever. whatever. It could be anything you want. It. Yeah. it could be, you know. Is that from your own past? There, the. Uh, I mean, dad's... I wouldn't put that on. That's right. one of the things I wouldn't do. I, I, <laughs> okay. Some people might yeah, want it's that. Probably a yeah. painful reminder to you, right? So. So anyway, there's this this girl <laughs> that uh, uh-huh. she was just gives us an example of what she put on her little talking tattoo. All right. I decided that I wanted to get a sound wave tattoo. And my choice was of my dog, Bocce, and he has a famous howl that he does. So I decided mm. to have a picture of Bocce and have him howling for my sound wave tattoo. Okay. Come here, Bocce. Good boy. Good this boy. is Bocce. And this is Bocce. And this is the sound wave tattoo. What the? (laughs) (laughs) You want to hear it again? That's really weird. So some people are putting their baby crying for the first time or laughing the first time. Sure. Because I I noticed uh, there's an actual picture of a sound wave in there, too, in the middle of the dog. Uh, So is that like Mm. it's actually looking at that sound wave and playing that specifically? And reading it through the app, yeah. And, you know, okay. I was going to say, because the Mo- Moana, uh, that is that kid's movie uh, that maybe I've been watching three, four times a day lately. Huh. Um, and on that is a lot of uh, talking tattoos. 
So I wonder if oh, wow. it's related to that. Because on, on Maui, which is played by The Rock, by the way. Right. I, I, I'm uh, aware of, the, of who stars. Yes. In, in the movie. Uh, his, his tattoos are constantly moving around and talking, or at least moving around quite a bit. I don't know if maybe they talk. I don't know. I haven't watched it that closely. Wow. But uh, it's a good movie, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I just wanted to, a uh, quick note uh, before uh, we leave, is that the we talked a few months ago about uh, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus saying uh, that they were going to uh, hang up the old three ring circus. Last mm. night, final show. Final show. Crazy. Final show. Goodbye. So long. See you later. I what tuned in. I, I read, was reading an article last night. I thought, oh, they're live streaming it. You know, I can catch at least catch a little bit of the stream of the final show. And it was them saying goodbye. I tuned in right at the time where they were saying, hey. Thanks for being with us 146 years. Now, maybe that was the problem of why they were dying on the vine. You know what, though? I mean, let's just take a moment, if we, if we can, to uh, say what a wonderful job uh, by animal rights. Yeah, thank you. They got been able to right? successfully torture an organization into removing the enjoyment a, from children. The, yeah, what quote, an incredible... To, to quote uh, Kenneth Feld from Feld Entertainment, who uh, runs uh, Ringling Brothers... Uh, we're in the entertainment business. It takes away from the total enjoyment when you're getting yelled at and your kids are getting yelled at by these activists. I, I mean, it's, there it's, you go. I mean, I, again, like uh, this is the type of thing I don't understand because I don't understand what the payoff is for them. It's like you go here and you, and you torture these people for what? So that, uh, uh, wow, now a circus has ended. Like, mm-hmm. wow, what a, what a great achievement. <laughs> I, know. You, you, what, I can't believe you. Now you've stopped elephants from walking in the streets. Like, I, mm. I just don't get it. I never will. Never will. Spoons a little early, yeah, because yes. uh, uh, world-renowned chef Matthew has made this uh, particular meal for us. I mean, world-renowned in that uh, you're it, on the world, you're like standing right, in it. and that's right. round. Yes, it's round, right? So there yes. are a lot of the words are, and in there. you're a cook. There you go. So uh, there you so go. so what have you made for us? What have you prepared here, uh, uh, Matthew? It, it actually looks appetizing, right? You made it look pretty good. Yeah, and so the, they're they're vegetarian hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Veggie hot dogs. Um, looks pretty good. And then vegan cheese, which are unbelievably <laughs> melted. It did. I didn't think it was. Now is this melt. the vegan cheese that we tried last week yeah. without being melted, and it was right. nasty. And so we were like, gritty. we have to. Make, we can't just give you a vegetarian hot dog. Yeah, because yeah, this was the, uh, the the impetus behind this. We had the cheese, and I said, I think it would probably be better melted. Right. And then so, and then you got a little uh, uh, sugar-free, sugar-free and ketchup. Of course, gluten-free ketchup. Oh, gluten-free, gluten-free too. We are big on the gluten. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. the good, gluten-free good, thing good. is yeah. so important it to me. Looks uh, here, one second. Um, good, you don't need the ketchup. Yeah, All right, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try this. Now, so it's a vegan hot dog. No, vegetarian. Oh, vegetarian Ooh. hot dog. 
So it's got all sorts of other stuff in it. <laughs> and then vegan cheese, though. Correct. See, this is the type of thing that I would actually... I, I wouldn't get vegan cheese by choice. I'd rather get regular cheese because I'm not a vegan. But uh, this is the sort of thing I would actually eat and, in a know, normal some day. Some onions and mushrooms with a bit of peppers on it, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Not bad. Um, you know, it tricks your palate... It does. ...for about one and a half seconds, and then the taste starts to... It's so bizarre. I... So a lot of times a hot dog is a cool uh-huh. trick is if you put like slashes in them where you're yeah. grilling them stuff, it <clears throat> yeah. gets all crispy and stuff. This didn't, it wouldn't brown. It wouldn't. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, it's like got to, yeah. So it's just like the real you know what thing. It's just like the real thing. <laughs> Do you know what, it, what it's actually made of? Uh, there was soy. about 80 ingredients. Yeah, just so like I a regular have, hot dog. Just like a regular so, hot dog. So, so it's perfect. So here, I mean, and you, you can definitely tell when you look at it, it's, it's a little bit like, has a little bit of a strange texture, but mm. I'll tell you, it's not that bad though. Not it's bad. not you know, nearly as bad as I thought. The saving grace to this, the bread. Yeah, see, that's kind of a mm-hmm. just a regular. Especially when you put on uh, ketchup too. Yeah, I mean, you really start to spoil yourself. <laughs> Are you going to wash it down with these delicious drinks? Yes, we have some delicious <laughs> drinks here too. Have you ever tried these before, man? <laughs> no. These are now. What do you put when mm. you want? Like, let's say you're trying to get healthy skin. They'll say put some aloe vera right on your skin. These are aloe vera drinks. Oh, you got to take care of the inside, too. Mm-hmm. Just you know inside. what I use aloe vera for? Burns. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You get sunburned, you put any, aloe vera any, on Any it. good house has an aloe vera plant out mm-hmm. back to break open for wounds. You know why I bought them, really? It's just so that you guys have to drink <laughs> something with something floating in it. That's so I gross. I saw it on the shelf. It's so gross. <laughs> I love the, the random things Jeffy throws out of this show. <clears throat> let's, let's, re, let's rewind. Okay. Any good house... <laughs> has an aloe vera plant out back to break out when you get burned. To break off, to break off when you get burned. Yeah. Is that food. true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never seen it Any in a real house. estate ad. <laughs> I've never at one. I look at a lot of houses. They none of them say, "By the way, plenty of aloe vera out back." <laughs> <laughs> then you don't live in a good house. <laughs> now, uh, okay. Longtime people uh, on this listen to this program or watch it will note something uh, here, which is. I have a real problem <laughs> with things floating in my drinks. Real problem. Really and aloe vera is floating is all through these drinks. Legitimately, you can see it float. Oh, my God. This is aloe vera juice drink, and this is... That was uh, like watermelon flavored, I think. Watermelon flavored yeah. aloe vera. Aloe vera okay. from the company Aloe, uh, which seems to uh, think that it's a good idea. Look at that. That's <laughs> nasty. Oh, my God. Look at that. Can you see the floaties in that? In yes. Yeah. Look, at, look at Pat's here for a second, because this is uh, very disgusting. Can you get a close up on that? It's, you can see the stuff. Oh, no thanks. Look at that. Mm. <laughs> what is oh. this? Is my pro- I can't. This is going to be I can't hard even for me. smell it. Now Jeffy is trying to yet again get out of taste testing the stupid thing, this segment he's responsible for. Uh, I didn't get the aloe vera because I don't want to drink aloe vera, but I the juice is a, not bad. Oh, this doesn't. It's not terrible. What am I smelling? Then? You know, that's actually not that horrific. Um, and by the way, I got some of the aloe vera floaties. I did in that one too. Ew. It's nasty. It tastes like <laughs> like if you were to like have if you were to drink juice, but mm. someone dropped a bunch of pieces of sushi in it. That's what it tastes mm-hmm. like, or at least the 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 texture of it. However, I will say uh, the first one, which is uh, the just straight out aloe vera drink, is not all that terrible tasting. It's it's a uh, let me try the watermelon one. The regular one is almost like somebody. 
sneezed in her. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's not a bad description. I will say though, taste wise, these are not bad. Not bad. No, they're not. No, that these are taste not bad, at bad. All. and mm-hmm. it's good for you. We don't know that at all. It's just the whole sca- point of this, right? I what have very moist know? insides of my organs oh, now, good. thanks to the skin, you know, because like like your skin's supposed to be. If you burn, maybe this is something you have after you have like a really hot food. Yeah, maybe it would soothe the inside. Oh yeah, I doubt it, but uh, it's something to think about. I gotta say, both of those. Not bad. Those are in the good, I think for me, like 9 or 10 out of 18 range. I mean, it's a. I, the the watermelon one, yeah, I would say it's like an 11. Yeah. Now, I'm a fa- I gotta say, I'm going into this. I've probably had this, I don't know what brand this is for uh, vegetarian hot dogs, but these are excellent to me. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're not bad. <laughs> like they're them. pretty no, they're good. Not. I'd give those a 9, 10. Oh, yeah. Maybe? I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. Maybe that. a 10. Now, with the cheese, <clears throat> I'm not so great on. Although it is melty, at least mm-hmm. this time, and it's, it's definitely better than when just eating a raw shred. Is a lot better, right. you know. I would, so I'll give this. I'd give this uh, fourteen. Oh wow! Um, you know, I like this stuff. Yeah, um, you're used to dog, this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm used to it. First of all, and you know, I've had these things where I just stick them in the microwave and they come out. So this tastes a lot better than the normal oh, ones yeah. that I eat. So thank you for that. You're uh, as usual, Matthew. Yeah, but, good job. <laughs> yeah, you made these edible. You really did. Matthew, it's not that bad. Not that he bad at all. He, yeah, what I thought it was good. He I, keeps I, whispering I, in my ear. It's really good. It's really, it is he's good. Really hungry. I like. And I am really hungry, and it was a rough weekend. So, <laughs> the uh, but the bread is excellent. I mean, anytime you get bread that's burned and crusted, that's my oh, favorite. Oh yeah. I, I figured I had to broil it to get the cheese to melt. So it was in the oh, right, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's broiled cheese. Mm-hmm. I will say, I as, as much as I, I don't want to offend our friend here, G Hughes. Whose original recipe of uh, gluten-free, <laughs> sugar-free ketchup? I'm sure he's made a lot of money on. Um, but I will say, no, it's noticeably different to me yes. than regular ketchup. Oh, I don't know yeah. this for a fact. I'm assuming that's much more expensive than regular ketchup. Oh, it's probably like thirty dollars a bottle. All the good parts, and it's more expensive. Oh, yeah, here, in proud to present new addition to his family of signature sauces: ketchup, the same great testing, tasting tomato table sauce without sugar. Slather the sweet, tangy, gilt, and sugar-free condiment on all of your favorite Ooh. foods. And also, mm. vegetarian hot dogs with fake cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but again, five, five calories per serving. I mean, I mean, what, are, yeah, what is actual ketchup? Ten? I, uh, and I guarantee no, it's worth it. No, there's a lot of sugar. Ten or it's worth it. Ten or fifteen. No more than that. Can't be more uh, than that, right? That, uh, it's, not, it's not the ketchup that's making you fat. It's no. the hot dog yeah, or putting, the hamburger. It's everything else you're putting it on. Yeah. All um, right. One tablespoon, by the way, for five calories. <laughs> one tablespoon, though, gets you close to a full dog, I would think. Maybe. That's yeah, good. maybe. I, I'm going to eat that whole thing. Um, all right. Your, your efforts did not go to waste today, Matthew. Thank you very nice much. Nice job. So once again. Thank you. Because this, this has been a torturous couple weeks. We're deciding to have quote-unquote healthy foods here. Uh, this is great. Just Why? until the end of the week. I'm going to watch you guys eat <laughs> drinks that looks like you sneezed in. It's true. We've been yeah. tortured by this, yeah. and yes. I'm glad you appreciated <laughs> yes. it. Normally, we only cheer on Jeffy being tortured on this. 25% program. of Heinz ketchup, sugar. So What does that mean? So And how many Sandy. calories? It's bad for you. Is there a caloric calories. intake there? How much? Uh, Nine, calories. 19 calories for per one serving. tablespoon mm-hmm. or teaspoon? Tablespoon. tablespoon. Per okay. serving? What did you say, 19? 19. <laughs> wow, are you stupid? 20. <laughs> Again, you could get 15. Yeah. Ten, I mean, five is pretty low, uh, yeah. and you could kind of tell. That's right, For the though, 15 extra calories, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going Heinz every time over G. Hughes. <laughs> tell you that right now. You and me both, brother. Uh, G. Hughes' normal one is probably pretty good. Maybe. But. Maybe. 
Anybody see the uh, uh, Saturday Night Live thing with uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson? The Rock. The Rock, man. The Rock. He, first of all, he's just great. Um, he really is. Yeah, he They'll parody this in this bit you're about to see from Saturday Night Live um, mm-hmm. where they're talking about running for president. And they're saying how him and his running mate, who you'll see in a moment, uh, are so well-liked this could actually work. <clears throat> it actually is true. Like, they are... Well, they did an actual poll on this. And The Rock beat Donald Trump in a head-to-head matchup, 42-37. Now, no one knows what The Rock thinks about anything, so it's right. a little premature. Yeah, uh, but it's I a mean, lot premature. I... I I absolutely think it's possible. I don't know how. I just don't know where he. I don't know where he goes as far as depth. But he seems really smart. He seems really thorough. He seems like a hard worker. He certainly would have the energy for the gig. Oh, yeah. um, and he yeah. could beat up entire countries by himself, which, which would be nice. Positive. It'd yeah. be nice. Uh, here's a look at what happened on Saturday night. In the past, I, I never would have considered running for president. I mean, I, I didn't think I was qualified at all. But but now I'm actually worried that uh, I'm too qualified. Well, <laughs> the truth is. America needs us. No one can seem to agree on anything anymore except for two things. Pizza and us. And us. I mean, I mean, I have been in two movies where a plane crashes and people are still excited to see me on their flight. That's true. That's very true. That's true. True story. You know, and I one time ran a red light in the traffic cam footage alone, made a billion dollars. Tom, I think we're unstoppable. <laughs> Dwayne, together, we would get 100% of the vote. I would get the senior vote because I, I fought in World War II. <laughs> In like 10 different movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and I, of course, would get the minority vote uh, because everyone just assumes that I'm, well, whatever they are. <laughs> I mean, he's good. Yeah. Those are, he's good somewhat self-serving, but it's, it's good. But they kind yeah. of, they, they looked at it in a self-deprecating way for a lot of it. Uh, here's another clip. But listen, America, before you get too excited, you know, th- this this isn't real. Tom and I are, are only joking. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to be on TV with Wayne. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, well, you know, it's just, it's just that when it comes to politics, we need more poise and less noise. Yeah. <laughs> Americans deserve strong, capable leaders, leaders who care about this country and care about its people. Uh, Dwayne, that, that, that kind of sounds like you and me. I guess we gotta do it. Come on, drop, drop it. let's go! Not, impo- not implausible. I not mean, implausible. is anything implausible after what we just no. witnessed? That's a it's a good point, and I think something they may have noticed uh, yeah. as they were writing that sketch. Again, obviously yeah. they're coming from the crazy left wing perspective, but I mean, uh, The Rock. Now, Hanks is definitely left wing. I mean, his oh, his yeah. viewpoints yes. are definitely The Rock. However, Obama I, supporter hung out with Obama whenever he could. Yeah, absolutely, like his. They his were just he was just with Obama. Still on does. The, on the, yeah, uh, still does on, on the, the yacht. yacht. Yeah, yeah. He's, his politics are fairly well defined. Where The Rock is very much. <laughs> Like, he does not have those barriers. I mean, no. he went to, he did uh, the uh, Republican, um, uh, uh, the RNC uh, in 2004, I want to say. It was the one we were at. I remember being there. We went, we've only covered one. <laughs> no the one Ohio one, us. right? I think it was yeah. the one with was- Kerry and, uh, and Bush. 
and we were we we went there, mm. and he spoke. I, if I remember right, it's possible I'm making that up. It could be a Brian Williams moment here, <laughs> but he did a an actual convention at one point or another. Um, and but he's not like a Republican. Uh, I just think that it's like if you're if you're Lena Dunham. <clears throat> Even if you're getting paid, you're not going to the Republican National Convention. Right. Yeah, right. It just shows that he's at least open, open to, to the it. idea of being someone who could theoretically, I don't know, like lower taxes or something. Is he? Is he? What ethnicity is he? He is like Jeffy, part white, part black. Is that what he is? Half and half kind of thing. No, I don't believe so. What is I he? I don't think he's. I don't think he has any. Uh african-american in oh he doesn't so he's just a really tan guy i'll, I'll double check that but i, I do not you know he's from he hamden right connecticut yeah i mean i he played at the yeah. university of miami football i mm-hmm. mean you know he's he, he supposedly played and this will only be interesting to pat but at the baseball <laughs> field that was connected to the kc 101 remember how there's one in the in the parking lot yeah he apparently played baseball there oh yeah a little kid little league yeah like uh, he's from like that really that's weird. where we you know huh. it's where glenn and pat used to host a program uh-huh. uh, back in the uh-huh. day uh, and the station I grew up listening to as well, huh. uh, Casey 101. He holds both American and Canadian citizenships. Yeah, oh, that's, no. oh, no. That's not oh, ethnicity. No. Oh, this, will be pr- this is tailor-made oh, for Donald no. Trump. It sure is. He'll sure love is. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Triple eight seven two seven. Beck. He's got all these criticisms already built in. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. If, he, if he only could get a job at Goldman Sachs or his <laughs> wife does or something, it's going to be perfect. You know, uh, your current phone carrier is doing things that uh, you probably don't want them to do behind your back. They're taking the money that they get from you every month, and they're using it to uh, help out Planned Parenthood and, and liberal progressive politicians. Yeah. Uh, it's ugly. You want your phone to make calls. You don't want it to uh, change your politics for you. You don't, certainly don't want any donations to be made uh, to the horrific uh, causes we're talking about here. Uh, Pat got directed to step away <laughs> from the screen. So now he's, he was standing in front of the offer, which is not ideal. See, so what I did was I, I made it kind of ridiculous, and I stepped clear out of the shot. I think he's gone too far now. Should I perhaps? Right, a little oh, bit there. Oh, right okay, okay, all right. There you go. Uh, so Patriot Mobile offers nationwide talk and text. You get the high-speed 4G LTE data, and you get great prices. Plus, then they donate 5% of your monthly bill and not behind your back to a conservative organization that you choose. Well, does that mean it's like 5% more expensive than all the other? No, it's less expensive. Hmm. It's actually less expensive. They'll also buy out your contract, uh, Mm -hmm. $500 per line or $1,500 per account. You can keep your phone number and get the great nationwide coverage you deserve while support. Well, supporting conservative values. Plus, you can get a free iPhone uh, 5S or the Galaxy S5 when you sign up for a $45 monthly unlimited talk, text, and data plan. Or you could choose some other great phone. They've done this intentionally. They are supporting conservative uh, causes. This is the reason the company exists, right? This is, the, mm-hmm. their, this is their belief. This is their mission, is to give you great service, but also go the other way of the other phone companies and give money to conservative causes. They'll also give you 10% off if you are a military veteran, first responder, or, your fa- or their families, and you can get the $35 activation fee waived if you use the promo code PATENTSTU. Okay, so go to patriotmobile.com slash PATENTSTU. patriotmobile.com slash PATENTSTU, or just call them at 800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT.
I love this. I was earlier talking about the Melania Trump thing, uh, and we were talking about how they seem to have a pretty solid uh, language of nonverbal communication, which uh, results in him kind of getting a get off me from his wife. <laughs> and like, that's kind of the, the impression I got from that video, which is being passed around. So I tweeted that, basically. Um, and uh, someone responds, just like every other married couple, especially while traveling and exhausted and constant perfectionism expected, so the same is harder! Like, all right. It was, for A, just a little joke. Come on. Like, I'm not bashing them or anything like that. B, uh, I would say... It's kind of important to note that when there is a theory that emerges, like Jeffy's, that they didn't make contact, that they didn't have any, that they, you know, she was trying to, she wasn't sure if it was over in Saudi Arabia and it wasn't allowed or whatever, then this little explanation will dissolve and it will be a new set of excuses. It will no yeah. longer be defending the fact that she would slap his hand away because now she hasn't slapped her hand away in the, in, their, in the official Trump administration explanation. Right. So it'll be something else. It's just amazing how that happens. Like, no one even sticks to the which, If we're going to go down the mister, oh, he's exhausted on a trip. Um, he's the president yeah. and she's the first lady. Don't be exhausted. Right. And if you're exhausted so, and you make a mistake, then you get criticized for it. It's just that easy. Yeah. I, just I, like that easy. Bush throwing up on people. He was sick. He was he, to the point of vomiting. And he got beat up with that for years and years and years and years. Right. And years. Uh, it happens. You know, again, I don't think it's a big deal. I just thought it was kind of a funny thing. But no one can, no one can take anything in that no spirit. Way. You know, people, no like, people wreck Glenn all the time. We, we just roll with it. You make fun of it. You add on to it. Jeffy, for example. Uh, Jeffy, uh, you know, he'll occasionally get a, it's hard probably for you even to detect, but a, a, a very light grazing of criticism from Pat and myself occasionally. From- from this um, building? Yeah, like it's oh, a little, uh, he's like, hey, buddy, we love you, but uh, <laughs> hey, you know, here's a mild criticism of you. That is darn near a quote, is what You know, that is. that's pretty much what happens here. And what does Jeff do? He doesn't get all pissed off about it. He, you escalate it to a, to a really dark place most of the time. That would Not all the even, times, do. All the times I ever see. Because uh, I don't look when it goes either way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you uh, happen to see Alien uh, this weekend? No. No? No, I did not. I wanted to. Otherwise, all I did this weekend, Stu? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Wait a minute. What? This weekend was rough. Wait a minute. What? I know. We're in the Jeffy Fat Guy 18 Challenge. I know. Don't raise your voice to me. I know that. <laughs> wait, what? Are you serious? Does that really yeah, happen? Oh, it was a rough weekend. Oh wait, well, so tell me the story. I want to. Know. I mean, it was just a rough weekend. It like, was, what, it was what did you? Weekend. What, what happened? I Give had me a break. Felt like I had to have pizza. You felt like you had to I have. I had pizza. to have a, you know a couple of chocolate shakes. A couple. A couple. In one sitting or multiple sittings? No, not in one sitting. Okay. Although it could have been, but I mean, it very easily could have been, but it wasn't. And it's just, I'm, I'm amazed at how much salt that stuff has in it. You know, we joke around about it, but if you don't eat that stuff for a while, the yeah. processed pizzas and the ice cream, man, that stuff is just loaded with salt. So, I mean, I'm trying to get rid of that salt out of my system now. Oh, it's and the saltiness. salt. <laughs> so, uh, what was the... Uh, I don't recall. The damage. I don't recall. I think you do. I don't. I, I would, can tell wish, you. Wish I could. That I gained four pounds this weekend. <laughs> Uh, so uh, you are not okay. going to. Uh, you're not going. You and I are walking down that same side. Okay. <laughs> this is bad because as we've oh. communicated to you, uh, we are going so on vacation bad. at the end of this week, and that vacation, uh, for the first time in show's history, 
uh, is actually two weeks in the middle so of the year. So we could come back broadcasting live from Houston is yes, a possibility. In, in the doctor's room from my 600-pound life. <laughs> like, that is where we are headed in a big standing way. Standing on the standing-only scale. Oh, yeah. Looking off to the side to see what we've do- what we've tallied. Yeah, that is a sad scale, man. I know. Because if you've never watched that show, which hopefully you haven't, but I've seen many episodes. Oh, I can't stop. Uh, so they have a scale that you can, you know, obviously a normal scale is not handling a 600-pound person or up to 1,000 pounds. So they have this, like, industrial scale. And I actually worked at a, a hospital for a very short time, Jeffrey. I don't think I've ever mentioned this story before. Maybe I have. Um, it was a short time I worked at a hospital. I was a, a heart surgeon, and I no, I'm not kidding. I was uh, I was actually working for a temp agency, uh, in which I worked. I would say, I don't know what I actually did, but I was there for maybe a couple weeks, and I would get these jobs all the time. When I was younger, before you know, I was in high school, and right. a little bit after, I would I would work at the temp agency, and the temp agency I thought was awesome because. At that point in your life, you're doing jobs that you Fair. don't like, right? Like you're going to work at McDonald's, or you're going to work at, you know, uh, or you're going to work at some get a moving company or whatever. Go out on a date and buy some pot. It was a big deal. But that's not what I was doing. But, well, you uh, buy whatever drugs you need. I can tell that's you, what you need the part-time job for. No, I didn't. Everybody does that. I didn't smoke pot or get dates, so neither one of those uh, was a problem. Um, but uh, you'd go and you'd work these jobs, and they'd only last a couple of weeks. So you'd, yeah. you, before you got sick of them and wanted to kill yourself. And just starting to learn them, though, right. actually. Yes, so you and that was another part I really liked about it because you never went into a job like that with any expectations. Everyone right. thought you'd be terrible at it for the first few weeks, so you could just use it for those few weeks, and then you go into a new job where you'd suck at that for a few weeks. This is the sort of work ethic I had, uh, and some it's still in me at some some point. Um, but there, this idea that you would go into a job and hold it for a while, so the people wouldn't really get to know that you were you were a lazy failure. Uh, until really the job was over, and then you just exit and go to a new job and fool the next people. That's what I liked about the job. Anyway, one of the jobs was I worked in um, the uh, at the hospital in the basement, and they had I, it was I was working on I would say linens, right? Okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all the linens of the hospital. However, luckily I was only dealing with the clean linens, <laughs> so I did not have to actually wash them. Oh, you didn't, but they but, would but stack the, them. Even the even the bags from the beddings and stuff. Yeah, right. So yeah. I, I I did not have to deal Ooh. with the dirty ones. But the, th- the the clean ones would come out in these giant carts, and I would have to take the certain amount of towels and a certain amount of sheets and put them on the right cart that would be wheeled to the right rooms or wings or whatever. So right. I'd have a list of stuff. This is the sort of work that I, I was right. actually capable Did of doing. Did they have a specific uh, like folding machine so you folded them correctly? No, they came to me folded. I never had to fold them. Oh, you just had to sort. I just had to sort them and sort put them on the right carts. Because they're not going to be... a big surprise the hospitals are going out of business, huh? Yeah. I will say, they're not going to give me folding duties. I don't have that. I do not deserve that sort of uh, responsibility. That's responsibility. Yeah, that's the responsibility. Um, But I was at, uh, I remember really specifically this moment of, because they had this thing where you'd go and you'd put the linens on these carts on this giant scale. And you'd have to put it on there. It would weigh for a ton, five, right? Yeah, I mean, 500 towels weigh so much yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so they have to do it. So, like, when you put these on the cart, you'd have to get the right amount on there. And the way they did it was basically generally by weight. Sure. So you'd know, like, instead of having to put 500 on and count 500 individual things, you'd have to get it close to 500 because it would weigh this amount, right? Right. Big scale. Um, and it was about as wide as, like, uh, it, was, it was probably, if you look at the kind of the, the screen behind Jeffy there, um, that giant TV that's kind of behind Jeffy. Um, 
it was, I don't know, half the size of that thing, yeah. right? Like, it was a, it's a pretty big scale where you could fit... Well, you're putting a card a on it. You're rolling a card, card on it. Yeah. Uh, ...of these things on it. So, um, uh, at one point, I'm there, and I'm, 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 gotta, I'm gotta putting everything it, right? together. I just turn around, and this doctor walks this woman in. Now, this woman, obviously, I mean, was, was hefty, I would say. Uh, and uh, she, she was too big for the normal sure. scale. And so that, this was like the fat lady scale that they used, which was like the industrial scale that we used to weight carts. Sure. Um, but that is like a serious part of your life if you're there. You can't, people are like, how do you not lose weight? You don't even know if you're losing or gaining weight at that point. I have to imagine if you're going from 600 to 580, you don't even know. No, like, but you can tell, hungry. I mean, you can, like, when you watch those shows, the ones that lose, when you see them, you know, they show the shot of 640. And then they come back and they show you as they're getting ready to go to the dock after yeah. 30 days. You can tell if they've lost weight or not. I mean, you see you can, it. I can't. Yeah, you can see it. I mean, I, I'm pretty good at uh, calling weights. You uh, are. I would say this is an area of your expertise. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you can see it. Like, I, there was a lady, oh, this, I felt sorry for her. She gave up. Speaking of 600-pound life, I mean, she... Well, that was it. She was done with it. I mean, she lost weight, gained weight. Finally, in the end, she was just... Back in a room eating fast food with the kids, man. Just saying, gave up. Saying it was the doctor's fault. He didn't give me my surgery. Now you didn't go to the doctor, but you what are you talking about. You, you didn't. Go- you have given up. Let's be honest about it. You've given up. It's pretty close. I mean, you had a good, <laughs> a good couple of weeks there. You pretty lost close. like twenty pounds. Oh my gosh! It's so, so annoying. I'm so mad. I'm I know. So mad. I came in today. I was like, you know what? I'm not eating anything. And today. those big and scales say, are nice. You know, those I, big scales are nice. Because the old scales, remember the old scales that had the, the actual, we joked around a little bit about last week about the, that had the dial? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it goes up to 280 or whatever, and then maybe, it, you know, those things, uh, you know, if you say way more than what the scale's maximum is. Right, right. It's still, you try to get a shot at it, you know, you try to, you can go maybe up to two times around, you know, and still call a pretty close to what your weight is. You know, so if the the maximum on the scale is two fifty, right? And you go back up around like this, and you get to that three ninety, you know, add them up, you can get pretty close. Well, I mean, when you're saying you're you're trying to guess, wouldn't you just add the two numbers together? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, you get pretty close to you can still hang in well, there. But I after mean, a while, math isn't a pretty after close after a while. The, well, it is with the springs and some of those older scales. So it's good to have those industrial okay uh well that's fascinating another scale you can use is uh once in a while you can stop by i don't know maybe you've seen those the you know you joke around with it but i mean it does work the uh the highway scales that they weigh trucks on oh really it, it does work it does just let you know it's fascinating jimmy um <laughs> uh, the one the scale that i have is a was a huge mistake to purchase because it is a uh, wi-fi enabled scale so it sends my weights to a computer, uh, and this computer measures the weight and, and keeps track of it of for multiple it years. So now I have this graph that looks like the price of Bitcoin, just like, and then oh. straight up to the ceiling. It's not been a good. It's not been good. Lately. It's not been good. I gotta admit it. It's not been good. You know, and I, obviously you can tell by watching that we're just we're, we're horribly fat. But man, it's hard to control. I just you know, food is really good. It's really I really enjoy it. It's 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 quite it's it's delicious. 
It's delicious. Yes, it is. It really <laughs> yes, is. It Am is. I breaking news here? Anyway, I think this all started from the Alien Covenant conversation, which I did yes, not see. Did this weekend, I didn't. I didn't. Was it number one? Though? I don't know that I could bring myself to see it. And yes, it was. I, ju- I think it just beat out uh, Guardians. Right. So I'll Guardians che- had two I'll weeks, I believe, that, but I think one, yeah, yeah, I think it just beat out Guardians. Well, uh, in case you're looking to check it out, still, uh, let's watch the trailer. You've all sacrificed so much to be here and be a part of this thing we're doing. This crew is made up of couples. It's the first ever large-scale colonization mission. And everyone back on Earth is really grateful for your hard work. And your courage. We're making history here. This is wheat. What are the odds of finding human vegetation this far from Earth? Who planted it? You hear that? What? Nothing. No birds. No animals. Nothing. Opening, you're sticking around? No. No. No, you're not. What's happening? I don't know. Please I went the other way. Calm down, sweetheart. Calm down. Tell me to calm down. You're breaking up. All of this is to start our new life. Where is it? Let me out! Hold on! Holy! (laughs) They're just not likable creatures. No, they they are not. They're really not. They don't seem friendly in any way. Yeah, it just beat out Guardians. I mean, less than a million. What was the uh, final total? 36. 36 million, and Guardians had 30, 35, a little over 35 million. I'm not sure if 36 million is a good number for yeah, Alien. They uh, claim not. No. Not it really. It feels like a little They a were little disappointed. Low. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks kind of like a good movie, though. Um, I don't know. I mean, if- it's another Alien movie, right? That's, that's the one. It is another. That's a great I, I, piece of analysis. I, I know, but uh, I'm right just there. saying that that's a, it's, it's been a good franchise. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I've never really been in love with it. Uh, you know, I like the first one. The second and this one, one doesn't one, really have any big star power. No, maybe that. I don't know. Maybe that makes it better. I look, I like the premise though. It's not they're just stuck on a ship again. At least they landed somewhere finally. <laughs> All right, triple eight seven twenty seven bank is the phone number. Uh, we'll be back with more. But the guy was hanging off a ship. That's what it was. There was. Like, what is this? I don't know. Uh, the movie's name is Alien. Maybe it's an alien. <laughs> How do these people not understand? We got right? another planet. Of course, it's an alien. Yeah. 
Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the uh, program. Uh, Jeffy uh, orders a lot of food. Um, <laughs> Breaking news yeah. on Pat and Stu. <laughs> uh, you are an eating expert, as it says behind you. And uh, apparently, the people who were at these restaurants uh, were not. Uh, this is bizarre. These are food orders that were totally and hilariously misunderstood. Never put hilariously. I know that. I hate that. And now it's not going to be. Hilarious. Comedy is going to ensue right here soon. So someone ordered a lettuce burger. This is what they got. Uh, if you can kind of see there, uh, it is. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's looks like what I would expect a lettuce burger to uh, yeah. be. Well, what's the, what's the hilarious about that? She was expecting meat to be wrapped in a lettuce leaf, and she got what more lettuce than she expected? And a bun. See again, that's not hilariously misunderstood. That's just uh, that seems completely fine. I've had I've had lettuce burgers before, which are similar to that. Where there's just a lot of lettuce. I guess that's too much lettuce. Is that the argument? I guess. Is that the argument? Do we know? Their argument is that's too much lettuce. It's too much lettuce. Yeah, but I hate when I order food and too much of it comes. Man, do I get pissed. Well, you do hate that when it's lettuce. I would never in my life order a lettuce burger first. <laughs> that's a good point. Someone else ordered extra mayo. Let's see what they got. That's uh, a little much. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. That was disgusting. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's enough. To, I mean, that's agonizing. That's someone know. who doesn't like you yes. trying to punish you for your order. Though. Yes. That's not even like, I don't think that a rational person would put that much mayonnaise on there. Agreed with that. Ugh. How about sour cream on the side? I like mayonnaise, too. Jeez. Sour cream on the side? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Come on. That's not even That one's not real. That's just a picture. <laughs> Double espresso. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, how about uh, side of onion rings? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a raw onion in it a It cannot circle. be real. This can't be real. Coffee with Baileys. Oh, Baileys. Baileys. Ah. <laughs> uh, burger with just ketchup. Okay. That's not a burger, though. That's no, just that's... actually, you know. Um, extra frosting. Oh, God. They just Ooh. filled up a container. Jeffy would eat that in a second. Uh, heartbeat. McDonald's version of an ice cream sandwich. I actually. Not. I would tear that up too. I would actually eat that. Me too. Uh, scrambled eggs with cheese. Do we have time for that one? As we're going to break. Oh yeah, that's not good. <laughs> no, on. you don't want that. That one looks real though. That, that one really looks happens. like that was at the uh, the fire festival. Oh. oh yeah. God, that is. It does look like that. Back with more in just a second. All right, uh, so Wonderful World of Stew this past weekend uh, was number one in all demos across the board. Is that the last um, show? I mean, was that why it was number one? Because it was the last show ever. No, we're going on vacation. It's coming back strong afterwards. And uh, one of the reasons, uh, well, you might see this here, Alex Berzow, he's a good, he knows science, a little bit about science, and uh, here's how it went. We interrupt this program to bring you... Dr. Alex Berzow is a senior fellow of biomedical science at the American Council on Science and Health, which is a great website where you guys are constantly uh, telling the truth about science. It's almost impossible to find sometimes on the Internet, uh, and uh, you guys do a great job with it. Um, you have a you have the kind of the 16 stories that are bugging you the most, I say, is the way I would describe what you put together here. And I want to go through some of these. A really high-profile one um, 
during the Olympics was uh, cupping. Uh, Michael Phelps, uh, you know, he did it. He was on TV all the time with the weird marks all over. Seems like this is catching on. Is there anything at all to cupping? It's really strange. Uh, It's been used for a long time. I think it was used in traditional Chinese medicine. It does nothing for you except it busts your blood vessels. That's why those red welts form. It's like bruising. Your blood vessels busted. You have blood oozing out into your skin, and that's why the red welts are there. It does nothing for you. You might as well just bend over and have someone kick you in the crotch. (laughs) It doesn't sound so nice. Um, This one I hear, um, uh, late-night cable news, it's probably the most played ad I ever see. Have, have you used talcum powder? Have you used baby powder? You probably have cancer. Call us. We're lawyers. That is on <laughs> yes. all the time. I don't even know where that came from. I mean, w- can you tell the, the history of that claim? So talcum powder at one point uh, had some asbestos in it. This was a very long time ago. And there is this idea that baby powder today causes cancer, and it does not. There is no reason to believe that. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where you take an epidemiological study that shows that women who use baby powder may be more likely to have cancer than somebody else. And it's just silliness. Um, you, you, You When you separate out other risk factors, for instance, some women engage in douching, which actually is linked to, to cancer. If you separate out other risk factors, you will find that it's not the baby powder. It's probably something else. It could be STDs. It could be uh, various hygienic practices. It's definitely not the baby powder. And yet uh, a woman in St. Louis just got a $70 million jackpot lawsuit because she blamed Johnson & Johnson on giving her ovarian cancer. Mm, unbelievable. And also unbelievable is I have said the word douche on this network a lot of times. That's the first time it's actually properly been used. So I just want to thank you uh, for setting a new record here on The Blaze. Okay, so uh, Vani Hari? I don't know who Vani Hari is. I do the know food babe. the food babe. I do know That's that her. she's wor- very worried about glyphosate, which is a, a problem because I yeah. drank some on the air. Uh, <laughs> so I, if this is a real problem with glyphosate that I didn't know at the time, I probably should have talked to the food babe first. I So far, I'm still alive. Uh, can you tell me, is there any new evidence that suddenly proves that glyphosate is actually bad for you? No, glyphosate targets plants. It targets um, an, an enzyme in plants that we don't even have, and that's why it kills weeds. And, uh, you know, this, this chemical has been studied ad nauseum, and it is safe. It's safe in the doses that are applied. If you rinse off your fruits and vegetables, you're fine. It's, it's just another one of those scare stories that's, that's pushed by organic food suppliers who want to sell they're three dollar bananas. So I want to just thank my producers real quick for scheduling this interview after I drank glyphosate on on TV. Like, no, that's that's that was the right order of those two events. Thank you very much. Um, GMOs. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I love them. I yeah, I think it's one of the honestly one of the best things humanity has ever done for humanity. Um, when, when I go to Safeway, I say, please send me to your GMO section. I only eat GMOs. <laughs> I do the same thing. Whenever there's organic products, I always go the other way. If I could see two apples and there's organic and non-organic, first of all, I know I'm saving 40%. And second of all, I swear, I don't know, maybe it's just in my head, I swear the regular ones taste better. The, the, org- <laughs> the organic ones are smaller. I, I feel like they're just not as delicious, and I know I'm in the minority on that one, but I don't care. 
the New York Times uh, does not ag- agree with you or I on this. Uh, can you? I mean, they constantly are bashing GMOs. I will have to say the New York Times is one of the most embarrassing outlets that I've ever read when it comes to science. Mm. And the, the GMOs, they have something – their science editor or whoever is approving those stories has zero knowledge of biotechnology. And yeah, they, they published a piece where they compared uh, some pesticide, some commonly used pesticide to Nazi-made sarin gas. And they, mm. they poo-poo GMOs as basically useless. I mean, it's – you know, when you've got a source like the New York Times and it can't get basic science right, I really fear for journalism. And millions of lives are at stake with this stuff. I mean there, there, are, there are people in third world countries that could really benefit from this. And the fact that it gets vilified yeah. – I mean we're talking about actual people not living because of these stories yeah. and the way that they're spread. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Economist ran a couple of years ago a beautiful figure, and it said the, art, the the debate in a figure, and it showed the number of deaths caused by malnutrition, 3.1 million every year. The number of deaths caused by GMOs, zero. Mm. That's the story. That's a that, those, that's a pretty big margin. Uh, I'm going to go with there. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but we know that uh, science does get politicized. One of the stories you highlight is the Journal for American uh, Medical, the American Medical Association, um, has a good, great reputation, but they seem to go a little bit political recently. They really jumped on board with uh, the ACA, and you know, I'm not going to take one position one way or another. The council doesn't take, I don't think, a position on that. But what, what they did that was very strange was they allowed President Obama to defend and applaud the effects of his own policy. Now, that's really strange because that's a, that's a textbook conflict of interest. You should not have the person who's in charge of the policy evaluate the policy. And surprise, he thought it was an excellent policy. Really? He liked it? Yeah, he loved it. Best thing ever. <laughs> wow, that's a real shocker. Uh, uh, I, 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 I want to. The soda tax is basically the pet peeve of my life. As I said, artificial sweeteners. Uh, I've, I've told you this before. Artificial sweeteners are. I love it. It's basically. I. You know, I mean, like right now. I mean, I could. I, you're not supposed to put the, the labels on the air, but here it is. I mean, it's, it's filled with delicious aspartame, and I love it. Um, Soda tax is a big thing, though. I mean, uh, France uh, went to ban uh, free refills of soda, which means I will never move to France. Might have been why they did it. Uh, you, all, you also have uh, soda taxes being passed all around the country. People don't understand that soda is, can be enjoyed in moderation. Uh, without right. any ill health effects at all, and that many right. of the uh, natural solutions and, and juices and f- fruits are just as sugary and therefore yep. bad for you as soda is. Yeah, and mango actually has more sugar than a can of Coke. And so we should tax mangoes. <laughs> and if you are a hippie and you make your own granola at home, we should tax that too because that has just as much sugar as uh, a can of soda as well. Mm, amazing. Okay, um, let's go through the last ones here. We're at uh, number six on your countdown. You get the whole countdown on the website. Uh, pre-diabetes. Yep. I've heard of this a lot. Uh, and pre-diabetes, yep. very dangerous condition, no? No, it's made up. It, it doesn't exist. Uh, about half the people who are diagnosed as pre-diabetic go back to normal levels of blood glucose. So what's the point of having a diagnosis if half the people don't go on to have the actual condition? It's, there is no predictive power to it. So it's made up. 
Uh, well, it's just as made up as pre-pregnant, which uh, most people are, uh, if, if they're female. <laughs> um, how about, uh, uh, let's see, oh, uh, oh gosh, Bill Maher and RFK Jr., uh, RFK Jr. is a, both of them are very strange because they'll 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 both yell at you constantly if you don't believe in the scientific consensus on something like global warming. Um, however, when you go into vaccines and you go into all sorts of various topics, both of these guys are really they really fight against uh, the scientific consensus. Bill Maher is so far out there that he's actually questioned the germ theory of disease, which is the idea that bacteria and viruses cause us to get sick. Mm. He thinks that Western medicine is what's causing us to get sick. Well, actually, Western medicine is what is why people think that vaccines are uh, not necessary anymore is because Western medicine has been so successful that it's now becoming a victim of its own success. So he has it completely backwards. Uh, Alex Berzow, uh, thanks so much for coming on the program, man. It's great to have you on. Uh, I mean, well, gosh, man, all the way back from the first episode, and here you are. What You've got to really rethink your life after this. <laughs> My wife and I are going to have a very long talk, I'm sure, afterwards. <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, too. 